Holly with me here tonight and we're going to be talking about what's going on in the world of real estate. Hi Natasha, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks Maria, how are you? Very well, very well. Thank you so very much for being my co-host and I know we had a great discussion last week and it was about women in real estate and I know that a lot of people got in touch with me about that. They thought it was a great, great discussion and I must say thank you for bringing your thoughts and ideas into it because I can see and you and I both agree that women have to get more involved in real real estate to build their wealth. Would you not agree? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a trick happening there. Uh, I'd love to see more people just like you do. We want to see more women in real estate. So so this week, let's talk about what's going on in the real estate world all over the world. This is not just in Canada or the USA. It's all over the world where there has been a moratorium or the governments have stopped the eviction process of tenants who are in homes of landlords not paying rent. And sometimes it's up to a year that they're not paying rent. What do you think about all that going on, That all that nonsense going on? <laughs> big breath, yeah. I know, yeah, it's a big sigh. Um, okay, from one perspective, we, we are in a global pandemic, mm-hmm. right? We've, yeah. been in, we've been in this now for a year. So everyone is understanding that people, humans, and their families need to shelter somewhere. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. From a humanitarian perspective, I can understand the government's stance on this. Mm-hmm. As an investor, of course, I think feel that perhaps the approach could have looked differently, mm-hmm. although they did ask the banks, because of course banks are, you know, aligned to governments, they yes. did ask the banks to have to uh, enable, you know, investors, landlords, homeowners to defer their mortgage. Yes. So... You know, somebody really put it into perspective for me. As much as it is catastrophic, you, they did give us that leeway. Yes, they did. Now, yeah. is that leeway still in place? In some places, yes. In mm-hmm. some places, no. Mm-hmm. Did it hurt us as investors if we need to refinance, if we need to get another mortgage? If we need to reinvest, if we're working on another project, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I can say firsthand because, well, in the pandemic, I was looking at a few properties. And when I went to, like, look to my mortgage brokers and bankers, everyone said to me, and not only in my city, but in other cities, because I work with a few different ones, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Natasha, uh, what's going on here is that you have a few deferrals on your profile. And with those deferrals, we can't guarantee anything. And when I spoke to one of my mortgage brokers, he shared with me that actually there are a few, you know, different mortgage brokers and bankers that he works with that have not been able to close on any refinances or on any homes. Wow. One in particular had 161 deals that he could not close on 
any deferrals mm -hmm. were on their profiles. Oh, boy. So, you know, there's really no free lunch. No, no. And I had to lift all my deferrals mm -hmm. and bite the bullet where I had to and, and pay from my own, you know, savings mm -hmm. in order to get myself to a place to get a mortgage. Yeah. And they wanted not one month, but three months mm -hmm. of payment and bank statements showing that payment came in. Yeah. And and so Natasha no how you put it yeah. in there, yeah. it had to it had to match. Yeah. It was in there. Yeah. So I'm grateful that they gave us those opportunities mm -hmm. because I am someone that had to lean on that. Yeah. I just was in the beginning, I think that many people were under the impression that it wouldn't hurt us. Mm -hmm. However, I think the message wasn't clear. Mm -hmm. And of course, who, who who would know what to do? You know, the pandemic hits, nobody knew what to do. They, yeah. Governments did the best they could, and we're very lucky that they helped us. Oh, yes. In the oh, States, yes. I think it's a different story. It is. Yeah. They, this second round where we, you know, we had a second wave, they did keep the, this time at least they did keep the evictions going, mm -hmm. although they, there was no sheriff enforcement. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the day, you know, it's like a chicken and the egg. You don't want to put people on the street. It is a pandemic. You know, you want to have humanity. Mm -hmm. However, in some cases, tenants are not being reasonable at all. And they are getting subsidies and supports from the government, especially in Canada. You know, I know in the States it's been, you know, very tricky and change of administration and so forth. But in Canada, there's no excuse. I know. Every I know. single Canadian in this country has received multiple avenues of support. I so know. Yes. At some point, you have to say, okay, the first month, second month, third month. I even know landlords who have foregone the first two months. They said, listen, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Don't pay me. Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And the tenant is still having behavior. Yeah, I know. And you know, at I some know. point, you have to ask yourself where this is coming from. And the end result is that you are going to get evicted. And if you've behaved in a way that is showing caprice, and full defiance and you don't want to work with your landlord i mean you know you're not exactly going out to any other businesses and taking and not paying mm -hmm. it's not happening yeah i'm going to just interfere just for a moment um and what what i don't like about what went on right is that everything comes back on the landlord so the government i mean especially in ontario that the the, the government uh, premier ford says you don't have to pay your rent which was a big mistake on his part. What should have he should have said is, we're going to send you money, and the money sent to the landlord. So you pay the rent first, and then the rest of the money you get for food. But these people were getting money besides the money that was sent to them up and above what they normally get if they're on social assistance of any sort. They were they and they were what they went. They went out and got new cars or things instead of paying their rent. So the poor landlord is you know, I feel so sorry because I'm a landlord, but I used to be a tenant too. I would have never thought not to pay my rent monthly or to destroy the property I was living in. That was that's unheard of. You just don't do that, you know? That's unheard of. And so what we see here is, is misbehavior, quite frankly. This is people misbehaving. 
and why are they allowed to misbehave and get away with it and and what i what what will happen though is as the landlords get smarter and they start actually um sending in reports to equifax that there is non-payment of rent and there's destruction of property these tenants actually will not find a place to live in and that really is what has to happen you know, there there are consequences for any person's action. And now this new generation, I don't understand, they don't understand there's consequences, they get away with everything. Well, that's that's really wrong. That's really wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really mm-hmm. wrong. And uh, it concerns me because so many were very lucky in Canada that they, we were given, like I, I took full um, advantage of the deferral of the mortgages. I was able to do that for any institution mortgage that I had, institutional, but not with private. I still had to continue paying. But I was just very, very lucky that they allowed me for the institutional so I could just worry about the private mortgages that I continued to pay for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was very fortunate that way. But it has not affected anything for me. Uh, you know, I've ha- I have in the meantime refinanced two properties and I'm going to be refinancing a couple more and this doesn't even come into the equation. Doesn't even come mm-hmm. in conversation about my deferring. Not at all. So I think it depends who you go to and who you're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I see. I have not done any private mortgages, so uh-huh. I'm not very. I, I'm not well versed in the private mortgage mm-hmm. sector. Really, I've never had to. All of mine have been um, with banks. With, with banks. Banks, mm-hmm. and I, I haven't. I, you know, luckily, 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 knock on wood, I, I haven't had to, to, to go that route yet. I, of course, I know in the future it's definitely something. That I, I'm not a, it's not that I'm opposed to it. I, I, this is Reb Ryder reminding so you. When you're going the, as we could say, the traditional route, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's not it's not that easy. When you have no. that ding on there, it's not that easy. And I spoke to some other um, investors as well, and they, they've also seen the same, the same outcome. Oh, dear. Yeah, oh so that's where, you know, I know it's great and it's awesome and, and I'm thankful and I'm grateful. However, there, there are some, there, it's, there's no free lunch and there, there yeah. have been yeah. some, you know, some setback with it. Mm-hmm. Now, as for tenant behavior, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a student uh, of, of all of your teachings and yeah. because of that, I'm so grateful I've been able to completely change my business around. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm absolutely grateful to, to that. I, I always will be. Thank you. I'm glad I was we able to help. We've <laughs> seen a change for a long time now in tenant behavior. And I, and I don't know if it's a, a social thing. I don't know if it's the way... Uh, Possibly the new generation is being raised. It's hard to tell what exactly is the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. Because who goes to someone's home and destroys it? They're living in there. 
Like, I mean, you, you don't do that. And that's why, I mean, as you know, I'm going to be starting my course next week on landlords, how to choose your next five-star tenant, right? And I tell them what you do is, besides a number, like I have five things, seven things I go through telling them this is what you need to do before you even start deciding if that person's the right person. The one of them is to go and visit them in the home they're living in right now. I mean, it's, it, people may not like that, but you have to do it to protect yourself. I mean, I would have never thought of doing that uh, years we ago. I would say that right now, depending on the size of your business, mm-hmm. because if someone had a very large business and they had many, many homes, yeah. they'd have to have other factors, you know, as some of the members, especially in our mastermind group, mm-hmm. they have to lean on other factors that they don't have that much time. Yeah. But I would yes. say if you're a small landlord or if this is an investment property, mm-hmm. absolutely no one mm-hmm. go in until you have done checks and balances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can even get yourself a scorecard yeah. that is non-discriminatory mm-hmm. based on a few factors such as credit, such as landlord history, such as um, payment history. <laughs> Payment history. Payment history, you know, and even when it comes to credit, I have given people a chance uh-huh. because sometimes, you know, you have to really look at their credit statement because sometimes it could be like one or two missed payments here or there, yeah. not something heavy. Yes. And, you know, you could give them a chance, but if, if you're looking at that credit report and you're seeing some things that are just inexplainable, the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is no, because what will happen is your credit, your livelihood, your life will go into peril. And why? That, that's not the reason you got into this business. Mm-hmm. And this is not a business of ego. Really, you need a mentor and you need help. Yes. It's not a business of fast money. Fast money in this business only exists to my absolute knowledge when it comes to the second or third generation mm-hmm. of doing it, yeah. because all the supports are there, everything's organized, you can buy a house and in three months flip it. Yeah, absolutely. The team yeah. is there, yeah. the construction is ready, you know, your whole, the, the family, it's been in the family two, three generations, and you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I agree. I, like my, even my accountant said, Natasha, in one generation, you're never going to become a millionaire. If you have kids, your kids take over, they can really expand, you know, and then, you know, accelerate. It's just, it, it just is. And if you're looking for fast money, it might come once or twice, maybe, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, maybe. Yeah. However, th- this is a long haul game. It is. It's, and that's what people don't understand. They go to these courses and they say, okay, if you pay me $10,000, uh, you're going to learn how to buy properties with no money down well it's interesting because I have actually a clubhouse that I that I host on uh, on Friday nights after this at 830 so if anybody wants to come love to have you on my clubhouse and and uh, well you can only get if you have an iPhone (laughs) do you have an iPhone well, I see you can't get into my clubhouse. But anyways, I'm sure that's going to change, right? I mean, because up until now, it was only, and I just started last week. 
I just started last week. But but I, it's interesting because I had about 10 to 12 people there, all young people wanting to go into real estate. And some of them were already investing and they wanted to know how they can buy their house with no money down. I said, you know what, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to save you 10 to $30,000. How do you buy a house with no money down? You borrow it from somebody else. <laughs> That's it. So you don't have to go to these courses that say, I will teach you for $30,000 how to do it. I've just given you $30,000 worth of, of uh, advice. Now, Marie, is this called uh, Clubhouse Project Management for Software Teams? No, hon. It's called Clubhouse. It's an app. It's an app. Yeah, and I have to send well, I you... I found one app on here, but I guess not. I'm really upset about this. I know. I think a lot of people are, but I mean, I just found out about it myself about a week ago, right? So, I mean, and, and um, I've, I've sent out some uh, invitations to people that I know that are on my database. Like, in other words, you have to be in my iPhone as a contact, and then what happens is I'm given so many credits, and then I can actually call people. That's how it works, right? It's a little complicated, but it's fun. And you know what What I loved was the fact that these people were so eager to learn how to buy property with no money down. And you don't have to you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. So just getting back to my point here before the clubhouse incident with you and you're getting upset. Um, so so it, uh, in other words, um, there is help for every real estate investor out there. You know, there are groups on Facebook, you and I, I mean, I have a number of Facebook groups that I started, you know, four years ago, and so many people, that's where I met you, that's where I met all the people that are coming into my mastermind and going into my course. So, you know, there is information out there, and I know you're you're watching all my YouTube videos on Real Estate Media oh, News oh, Network. <laughs> so, for anyone who's interested, by all means, go to Real Estate Media News Network on YouTube. I have 179 videos, and I've had Natasha on my shows a couple times, you know, giving great advice, just discussing things, right? And then my webinar on Monday nights, um, you can just come to me on Facebook, Maria, M-A-R-I-A, Recruit, R-E-K-R-U-T. Just tell me you heard me on this wonderful station, MyRadioRocks.com, and let me know, and then I'll accept you as a friend, then you can you know, come and join my webinar and you get so much advice uh, that would help you as a landlord or even a real estate investor. Now, just getting back to the landlords now, did you know that in, uh, and we're lucky because they've started the eviction process in Ontario again, as of two days ago, and uh, in California, they, they want to stop the eviction process until the end of December of 2021. What do you think about that? That's, how is that going to be possible? I know, <laughs> I think, you know what they're doing? I think they're getting a gateway ready. So a lot of landlords will lose going to foreclosure. And these big, huge corporations are going to sweep down and pick up the properties for pennies to dollars. They did that in 2008. Look at what they did in 2008. They just want to repeat it again. It's terrible. It's terrible what's going on. I I can say that there is... There is... You know, there are some things that are pointing towards that mm-hmm. as something that looks like it could possibly take place. Yeah. And I, I bet you that there are companies that are going to just, you know, come in and swoop in and clean house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I read articles in regards to this exact thing 
happening in Spain. Okay. Whereas businesses were buying them all up, and then you work, you know, whoever's working for the business, they then would go to, you know, they would they their housing would be covered by the business. Mm-hmm. So say you're working for, you know, TD Bank, like just you know, for instance, yeah, they mm-hmm. buy the entire building. Yeah. And then they're housing you, and you it comes right off your salary. Mm-hmm. Your rent comes mm-hmm. right off your salary. Mm-hmm. And when I worked in the Middle East, that's exactly how it was. Yeah. You know, and there's a part of me that I was like, oh, I love it. I'm not responsible for anything. However, now, when I look at it, I think, oh, I was paying, you know, that was coming off my salary, yeah. like almost $900. Yeah. I mean, I... You know, of course, in the Gulf countries, you know, I, I couldn't own property. I wasn't a citizen where I was working. Okay. However, you know, sometimes I think, hmm, you know, I wouldn't like that here in Canada because I would want to own my property to build equity. Of course. And you know what? We're going back to serfdom. Remember in England where you had serfdom. the king? Yeah, it's serfdom again. Right? So you worked You worked for the king or the prince or whatever who owned the land. You didn't own that land, and he allowed you to live on there as long as you uh, worked for him. And he probably took it out of your salary by saying, oh, this is how much you owe me for rent. I'm sure of that. If you look in history, you're going to see that happen again. So, you know, this is going to be corporations. Instead of the president or the king or whatever, right, it's going to be the corporations that you owe your life to all over again. What I see is humans are so stupid, they keep repeating the friggin' things over and over and over again. And uh, and I'm a, I love history, and I, I always watch wonderful uh, documentaries about what happened with Rome. There's a fantastic documentary. I don't know if you saw it or not. I think I may have sent you the link. I know uh, you sent me one of them, and I, I, I love them. And please don't hesitate. I love to learn. Mm-hmm. I love to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No judgment. I just love to learn. And yeah. <sighs> we just go in circles. What I think is that you know sometimes complacency, complacency happens. And then with complacency, you know, sometimes the, that human fight is not there anymore. Oh, and sure. It's unfortunate because this, you know, this is not awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. It's, it's not awesome. I, I personally don't want to not own property. Mm-hmm. Me neither. My, my homes are my pride and joy, so I'm, I'm not giving up. Yeah. Um... However, I could see how the new generation, you know, especially, you know, not everyone has had this privilege in Mm -hmm. Canada, but a lot of families have done really well, and their children have been blessed with really wonderful lives, Mm -hmm. and they possibly go from their home to the workforce, and now it's a big shock, and they just don't want that those responsibilities anymore they want someone to take care of them. sure sure and unfortunately you know that's not exactly how you make money is Mm-mm. when someone is Mm-mm. taking care of you mm-hmm. and i'm going to i'm just going to intervene here when you think yes. about the universal what are they calling universal economy universal whatever income yeah, yeah. 
But isn't that, aren't we moving towards that? That's what they want to happen. So, you know, you kind of look at the coronavirus, you know, it's a, it's a terrible thing what's going on right now. We've never had this. Well, it's happened in history. And it happened in 1918. It happened in the 1930s, actually. Um, and then, of course, they had the Ebola breakout. They had other things, SARS. Remember SARS in Canada and the U.S.? Okay, but it wasn't as terrible as we have the coronavirus. But that certainly didn't stop the economy. It didn't stop the economy, but this one has stopped the economy completely. So you kind of look at that and think, okay, so what are we going to do here, right? I mean, people, uh, especially if you haven't had any savings, I know you are a saver like I am. You have to when you have real estate. But I was able to rely on my savings, and then refinancing was another way I pulled out money to be able to continue living, right? Uh, But most people don't have that. So if the government gives them pittance, they're happy with it because they have no other means of getting income. So they're almost like well, training the people. Somebody would take care of everything. Yeah. And, and just give you money every month that you would spend. Yeah. And I've done some readings on it. They, they're even saying that it might be an electronic purse. Mm-hmm, of course. And every month you have to spend that. Yeah, and, and I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to intersect here. And so, if you don't behave yourself, guess what? They can stop it. And this is what they're they're doing in China, isn't it? In some areas, they have a social credit system. Yeah. In some areas, from yes. what I've been told. Yeah, yeah. And from what I've seen, that in some areas, there is a social credit system. And it depends if you behave yourself or not. I mean, it's like yeah. Big Brother watching, right? Like George Orwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was predicting mm-hmm. that, it's coming It's coming to fruition. It's just maybe 30 years later or 40 years later, but he saw that. He predicted that. What was the name of the book? 1984? 1984, yeah. I just yeah. The Handmaid's Tale. There are some things. I read The Handmaid's Tale, so I'm impartial okay. to it. I read it two weeks ago. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've noticed a few things, eh? I've noticed a few similarities on things. Like what? Like what? Hmm. what? Share with us. Share with uh, us. Well, just like lower infertility rates amongst uh-huh. women and, you know, um, just uh, more of silencing of speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are things There are things that are hate speech. Of course there are. And there are things that are awful that are happening and that people are saying they are awful. Mm-hmm. However, you know, there are opinions that people have. Some people support the conservatives, some support NDP, Mm -hmm. some support the liberals. It can't all just be one way because we need each other, all of us, to to make the world go forward. If the whole world was only liberals, (laughs) well then, what would get done? Because they've got great ideas, they've got great ideas, and they've got, you know, all these ideas, however... You need somebody who's going to hunker down, buckle down, and say, okay, let's put this into play now. So you kind of <laughs> need the conservatives, because they buckle down and get to work. Sure they do. And you, know, and you can't only have conservatives, because you sometimes can't. they're not very fun, they're very work-oriented yeah. numbers, you know, yeah. we've got to squeeze here, cut here, yeah. this, this, this. You kind of need the liberals to say, hey, let's spend $100 million. <laughs> you know? so, I agree, I agree. We need each other. Yeah. We need each other. Yeah. And that doesn't that doesn't leave you a bad person. 
No, of yeah. course not. And so there's 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 things around that that are that I see mm-hmm. that are very similar to the Handmaid's Tale. Oh, you know, yeah. And, you know, to to different parts of the book that that I notice. Mm-hmm. I I notice that, and um, you know, of course, these are fictional texts. And maybe we're just in a transition. You know, I was talking with my mom the other day, and she said, Natasha, when they when they came out with the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. people were throwing themselves off the bridge. How could a machine do my job? You know, and, and so it's just a big global shift. And the other, the other point, though, is I'm reading a good book right now, and it's called uh, a- the, the Superpower of AI. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, the truth is, though, we are going to have to have a universal basic income because the reality is artificial intelligence is probably going to take over 40 to 50 percent of jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's 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 interesting. Yeah. There's also a book called The Useless Class that talks about it more like there just isn't going to be work for people. Yeah. Not not the way we know it as today no it's going to be different yeah some of Mm -hmm. the you know um third i don't like to call them third world but developing nations they're developing very quickly yeah so uh, i think a lot of these things play play a factor in everything Mm -hmm. so i could say they're basically interconnected yeah oh absolutely they are and you know what I mean, when we went from the agricultural state into the uh-huh. industrial revolution, which happened in England, it happened in, but we know mostly in England because Charles Dickens wrote about it, you know, what yeah. the conditions people were living in and all of that. Oh, there, yeah, that was big. That was a big shift. That was a big shift. So now there's a big shift. And, and you know what's interesting is over 10 years ago, I actually predicted <laughs> that we were going to be going into where people were going to be working from their homes. They didn't even even go to their offices. And like I said, your computer in a box. It's your office is in a box. It's your computer. And, and, you know, I was telling colleges and universities about this. I don't think they believed a thing I said. I said, look, 60% of people working for you will be working from um, a Tim Hortons, a coffee shop, a restaurant, a mall. You don't have to even be in an office. But I was wrong. I said 60%. Actually, it's 90%. Because, but I didn't predict we were, and I predicted 2020. I said that publicly. 2020 is going to happen because I could see the way things were rolling out. But I didn't expect it to be the coronavirus that would have brought about this this shift, this economic shift, and the shift in work habits. And I was right. 2020. And what I see happening now, Natasha, that we're going to go back to the state where there's we won't be worrying about the big. the big corporations as much as everyone's going to have their own little business and you're going to go back to the way we used to do business, getting to know each other. So you're going to have, yeah, oh, absolutely. I can see that happening now. I belong to so many groups and everyone has their own little business. Nobody even thought about being a business. They used to work for corporations or they worked for the man or whatever, right? And now there's thousands and thousands. An autonomous, an autonomous, uh, workforce yeah giving uh, you know doing business between ourselves right uh-huh. yeah because you know you why know you know why we can do we're in 2021 but humanity is humanity yes it almost sounds to me like we've gone back to my grandparents age. sure sure 
Listen, the more things change, the more things stay the, the, shame, the, the same. Sorry. Change, the, the more things change, the more things stay the exact yeah. same. Yeah, and it is. And if you don't know history, you will keep repeating the same friggin' mistakes. You will keep repeating, whether it's in your own lifetime or whether it's in the lifetime of a country or the lifetime of a nation. If you don't understand the mistakes you made and why it came about, you will keep making it. And right now we're making exactly the same mistakes we made before. It is the greediness out there. It's the inequality that's going on. People fighting each other. I mean, we are we were very rich countries. We shouldn't be having to go through all of this at all. But no. yet, but yet, no, we, the, we really truthfully shouldn't. Mm -mm. But yet, Natasha, the middle class is being eroded away. There's less and less money in the middle class. It's either you go to one end where you're very poor or very, very rich, which is a 1%. The rest of them yeah. are just fighting for every day to make some money to live. Yes. I would say inflation, you know, they don't raise taxes, but inflation happens. And inflation is kind of a, like raising taxes. It is. Yeah, it is a form you know, of tax. You don't raise property taxes, but then you go to the grocery store and you're eating alive. And yeah. You've got one bag only. Yeah. So yeah. it's real. You know, it's it's it, it's a double-edged sword at some point. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. I agree. So I, the, what I can say is, if anyone's interested in listening, <laughs> is you know what? Start to become more independent. Look, like I always, like I've always said, my father taught me, have many eggs in many baskets. So if one business dries up, the other one can carry you through. And myself as a single woman, I started my own business in 1982. And I've survived on my own. I've done very quite well. Is because I have had multiple businesses, but multiple, very strong multiple businesses. Like I don't have, I don't do multi-level marketing at all. That's, that's not a business as far as I'm concerned. I mean, like, you know, have, if you need to have a couple jobs here and there, it doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as you're making more money coming in than going out and then slowly build your business on the side and so like what happened with me in 2008 I was able to uh, completely go with my real estate my real estate is what is paying my bills every single day I don't work for anyone else I work for myself but it took me so many years until 2008 to be able to do that takes commitment takes a lot of commitment it takes a lot of commitment yeah Usually when I sell a property, 90% of the money goes back into real estate. I'm yeah. not going to lie, Maria. Yeah. I do take some money to buy myself. I usually buy a piece of jewelry. Good. Well, house. why not? Why not? And I usually <laughs> take a trip. But right now there's no trip, so I just bought some jewelry. Nice jewelry. Bought, you know, jewelry for myself. <laughs> you got to treat yourself. Of you course. Know, of course. You can't treat yourself with 50% of it. No. You can only treat yourself with a small percentage. Of, of course, of course. Right? But, but you know what, Natasha, you worked so hard, because I know, I've seen it. You had a terrible tenant that you had to evict, and it took you months and months. You lost sleep. You didn't eat. It almost cost you your relationship. That wasn't a joke, and you should reward yourself. Yes. Of course. Nobody else is going to reward you. You have to reward no. yourself. Yeah. So, no, so nobody I, else is going to reward No, no you, right? it's not. So listen, we're almost about ready to uh, close on the show. Is there anything you'd like our listeners to hear, Natasha? Anything you'd like to add a little bit more here? You know, just get yourself informed. Get organized. Of course, you know, when we have these conversations, we're speculating. We yeah. don't know what will happen, yes or no. no. However, listeners need to become informed. 
what we do know that will take place is inflation. What mm-hmm. we do know that will take place is taxes at some point are going to go up. There, You can't print money for free. Yeah. So I think the best thing for the listeners to do is to just get themselves informed about other streams of income mm-hmm. that they could welcome into their lives. Yes, absolutely. And, and I know you're doing it, and so am I. Like from uh, last year in March, when, you know, everything closed down, I started to work on a different business model. And that was my mastermind and now my course for landlords. So I've, I've gone into a different model. I've gone into YouTube. Like I've, I've you know, <laughs> you know, because you've been a guest on my show, I have 179 YouTube videos up to help landlords, to help everyone. It's all free. It's all free. I write articles. I do podcasts. And now I'm so grateful to have my own radio show, uh, you know, on MyRadioRocks.com. And thanks, Jim Haynes, uh, the owner and producer of uh, My Radio Rocks. I really appreciate you taking the chance, you know, of having my show because I know there is a market out there for real estate investors uh, to have a radio show, you know. Because no one's doing it. (laughs) No one's doing it. But listen, just a heads up. If anybody wants to join me um, for my clubhouse, uh, my clubhouse is every Friday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, my clubhouse room is called Real Estate Investing and Building Your Wealth. And I'm helping you build your wealth. I know Natasha has some people that she's working with that's helping her. She's helping them build their wealth. And uh, Natasha and I will be back here next week and by all means get in touch with me on social media it's maria m-a-r-i-a recruit r-e-k-r-u-t and until next week be healthy be wealthy and wise and please take care of yourself i know there's a snowstorm all over the u.s and you know natasha they're not like us in ontario that we're accustomed to snowstorms right (laughs) we we have our snow shovels We have our snow shovels, we have the salt, and we have the sand. And when I spoke, when I spoke to Jim, who's actually stuck in one of his buildings, he says, I said, don't you have sand or, or don't you have, uh, doesn't somebody come around with sand or, or salt? He says, no, we're not accustomed to this, (laughs) you know? So, you know what? Like, be grateful for for the little things and stay safe and love each other and be good to each other. So uh, I want to say goodbye right now from Maria Recruit All Things Real Estate. And Natasha, thank you once again. We'll have you again next week to continue this very lively discussion about all things real estate. Take care, Natasha. Thank you for having me always. My pleasure always. Take care. Ciao for now, everyone. Bye-bye, Natasha. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That freedom isn't free and it must be fought for. But my radio rocks.